All right, everybody, welcome back to Live from the Hammock. This is our pre-draft show. Um, it's getting down to the wire now. Um, things are getting a lot more realistic for the Ravens who pick at 14. Uh, of course, I'm joined by uh, my co-host, Trey. And um, what's been going on, man? How you doing? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Just uh, anxious for this draft and looking forward to see uh, what it looks like the day after. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, for for Ravens fans, uh, the last few years, you know, the the drafts for the, for us haven't really. There've been some good, you know. We got you know Lamar Jackson obviously in twenty eighteen. We got Rashad Bateman last year, who showed some flashes. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I think the year before. Um, so we got some promising talent there. Um, we got Adafi Owe, who showed some flashes from last year's draft. So. Uh, we got some potential, but overall, the last, I would say, even eight years for the Baltimore Ravens, the drafts haven't really amounted to a lot of star talent um, that they usually produce. Um, so for EDC, this being his first draft by himself with Ozzy not, uh, well, the second draft by himself with Ozzy not being involved, um, this is going to be, I think, the most important draft for him just because Lamar Jackson still hasn't signed an extension yet. Uh, Many people are wondering if he's waiting on what the Ravens are going to do in the draft or the rest of free agency. uh, If he wants to stay here or if he's just kind of, you know, really is just, there's no rush for him to play and play on the, he's playing on the fifth year uh, option right now. And there's really just no rush. We don't know, but I think Lamar from what we've seen him tweet and stuff the last few weeks, And liking certain tweets, just being kind of a little, you know, uh, being passive aggressive, you know, he's making a hint out there. He wants the Ravens to definitely make some moves and seeing what the rest of the AFC has done in the last two months and what the Ravens have not done. It's a little, I don't know about you when it, I guess I'll get my point right now. I, I, this is probably one of the, I'm right now not excited. I'm not feeling great about this coming season. I mean, I'm going tomorrow's going to be healthy and, all the other guys should be healthy but as far as the additions that we need to make and seeing other teams making those additions making those splash moves doesn't really sit has not sitting well with me and i think a lot of ravens fans what do you what do you think about this situation right now yeah i think um i think for the most part i'm not feeling bad. i mean i'm trying to preserve that until you know once the draft gets here and once the draft is over and then maybe I'll feel a little bit differently, but um, I'm not feeling too bad going into it, just knowing that we're getting so many guys back from injury. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, just now with, you know, with the whole Lamar contract situation or, or lack thereof, and, and that whole piece definitely doesn't have me feeling good. Um, but like I said, I, I think the last time we spoke, um, you know, we, we thought probably that Lamar's deal probably was going to get done a lot sooner. Um, I think yeah. last time we spoke, it was only like maybe, I think Rodgers might have been the only one that had a deal at that point. I don't know if the Deshaun Watson thing happened yet. It might have happened right after we spoke. I can't right. remember. Yeah. But, but yeah, like at this point, it's like the market kind of has fallen where it is. And, you know, I, I thought that, you know, that's probably what Lamar was waiting for. He was waiting for, you know, Aaron Rodgers to get his money and, and then Deshaun came and got his money. Like, the, the market is set at this point. So, the fact that he still doesn't have a deal, um, like you said, maybe he's playing to the draft and seeing, you know, what the Ravens decide to do. 
um, if, if there's any other offseason moves or trades that, that, that are made. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't feel good about that situation specifically. As a team overall, I, I feel okay. I mean, I, I don't feel um, overly confident, but I, I feel okay once we get our um, guys back from injury. Um, and also, I'm pretty hopeful for for the draft. Um, like you said, this is probably going to be EDC's most important draft, and he has a lot to work with. I mean, we got a lot of draft picks this year. Um, we're sitting at probably one of the highest spots we've sat in in a while at, at number 14. So, as far as that, you know, I feel okay. Um, but I'm I am definitely still uneasy about this Lamar Jackson thing. I mean, like you said, the tweets and everything, it does sound like he, you know, his heart's with, you know, is with the Ravens. But, you know, as we all know, you know, business comes first, no matter how good it sounds on, on Twitter. So, um, hopefully we can work something out. But, you know, I would love for that to happen before the start of the season. Yeah, it's um, I, I think since we last spoke, also the Ravens did hire uh, a new, I guess, passing game kind of coordinator um, uh, out of Georgia Tech who specializes in turning option style, who turned Georgia Tech's option game because they were one of the when I remember back in the day, Georgia Tech was like one of the first teams to really use like that triple option mm-hmm. kind of format. And so he was brought in in most recent times to kind of transition Georgia Tech's offense into more of a spread style or passing style offense, which is what the Ravens are running currently right now, that option style offense when, you know, everybody's healthy with the two running backs in the backfield. So there's really is some they they were like, we got to get more people in house to try to switch this a little bit. I don't know how much control he's actually going to have. Uh, going forward with the players that they do have and of course Greg Roman still being that offensive coordinator um, I'm not sure how much input he's actually going to have but it, at least from paper seems like the Ravens want to I think they've realized we can't just run this we, we believe for the last few years that we can run this power run offense and get our way to a championship and it hasn't really worked it got right. to the playoff but at some point in the playoffs that we saw in that pay, that that Bills Chiefs uh, shootout, you, you're going to have to be able to throw the ball in in playoff playoff football. So uh, it was like we saw with the Titans, you know, when Derrick Henry went down, like their whole offense just kind of sputtered <laughs> when he went yeah. down. Uh, the Ravens, I think, are you know, I know they prided themselves on that the last couple of years, but uh, maybe maybe it's you know better late than never. But maybe you're starting to realize that we got to start passing the ball a little bit more. And maybe get some more four wides and things like that in this uh, this coming season. Yes, sir. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So uh, for the draft, there's a lot, there's still a lot of needs the Ravens need. They went out and got Calais Campbell back for not for a whole lot of money. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's it didn't sound like he was really going to go anywhere else. I think he was kind of waiting on if the Ravens are going to offer him anything. Uh, they ended up doing that. Now, obviously, they lost out on Zadarius Smith. Um, and, I mean, as I look back on the Zadarius Smith situation, they still kind of talk about his back issues and, you know, things like that was concerning, I think, for the Ravens as to right. why, you know, they didn't really give him too much guaranteed money. Um, so, I mean, I guess they're banking off Ferguson and Adafe and Tyus Bowser when he comes back from his Achilles injury to be those guys. But um, they clearly need an edge rusher. They don't have it right now, at least on the other side of Adafi. Like, if Adafi's right. the only one out there, they're just going to double-team him all day. 
Yep. Um, so they got to get somebody else in there. I'm not really. I know Derek Wolf said he wants to come back, but you know he's he was out pretty much all last year with his back or hip or whatever it was going on with him. Um, so I can't really count on any really any pass rushing coming out of him. Yeah. Um, so edge rusher is going to be there. 14 right now. A lot of the talent that the Ravens would like to grab in Jermaine Johnson from Florida State or Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon and, of course, Aiden Hutchinson, which looks like he looks like he's going to be the number one pick. Um, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone 14. Uh, they've also now talked about guys like, uh, I think, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, who's now become a better prospect in the last few weeks, apparently, than Jordan Davis has um, out of uh, or Georgia Tech. So it's... Um, the two guys that they would like, you know, by the time they hit 14, you know, it looks like Sauce Gardner is going to be gone by before even the fifth pick, based on a lot of mocks <laughs> I've seen. At, at 14, yeah. I wanted to get your opinion. I think the Ravens uh, look, things change obviously in the draft. We've seen some crazy stuff happen on draft day where guys just fall, guys that are expected to be top five draft picks, and they just fall into like the teens, and somehow teams are able to just like, luck up and jump on them. Mm-hmm. Um, if that doesn't happen for the Ravens and it kind of goes as expected and they just make a run on those edge rushers and those premier, uh, the tackles like Evan Neal and um, Charles Cross, I, I don't want the, at that point, I, I don't like the Ravens just sitting there at 14. I don't think the value is there for them. I think they would be reaching for a lot of guys. And if, if the guys are gone at that point, by the time they get to pick 12 or 13 and they can't really move up, those guys are gone or you know there's maybe Thibodeau drops to 10 but they try to put a trade package together it doesn't go and mm-hmm. I think they have to trade back at that point just trade back the value I think is just not there at 14 this draft right now is very top heavy I think there are a lot of good players in this draft it's very deep they said when it comes to offensive alignment uh defensive interior alignment is going to be pretty deep um wide receivers and there's pretty good cornerback depth as well um, so they'll be able to get depth there, but as far as getting that elite talent, either on the offensive line or the defensive line, which they desperately need, I they would have to somebody would have to drop big yeah. time. Somebody would have to drop, but they get to like Kayvon Thibodeau got to pick eight or nine, and he's still there in the board. I would have to think the Ravens had to package some of those fourth round picks or something and try to go up and get him. Right. Uh, uh, what do you what do you think the Raiders yeah. do at fourteen? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely tough, and um, like a lot, like you said, a lot of those names that you mentioned most likely going to be gone um in the top, at least by the top ten or eleven. Um, and the, they have a couple of different options. So, being there, like you said, based on the value that's available and what by the draft being so top heavy, like you mentioned, um, it's going to be tough to grab any of those guys at fourteen. Uh, mm-hmm. so. Even I, I would not hate if, if one of those guys were available, let's say at ten or eleven, if they draft up to like maybe ten or eleven and, and, yeah. and pick. I think we have like uh, maybe Washington in front of us, and uh, I can't remember. Maybe the Vikings might be in front of us. Um, and those, those previous, well, like, maybe like eleven or twelve. I can't remember what picks they are. But if we traded up to get any of those guys that are kind of left on the board, mad at that. Like you said, if those guys who most likely won't be there, if, if we can't get them at ten or eleven, then yeah, I, I'm I'm completely for just trading back and just getting more 
more value because I, I mean me personally my my philosophy has always been you know the draft is is, is luck anyway I mean yeah. so at this point um trading back would definitely benefit us and just you know getting more young guys on our team you never know I mean we, we've had superstars on our team that, that weren't drafted in the first round so it, it's always just better especially if your guy is not available at that high at that number 14 then let's just just get several more 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 guys. I mean, it, it just is what it is. It's just kind of how it works, and I think it'll work in the Ravens' best interest to do it that way. But I I wouldn't be opposed to to drafting up maybe a couple spots if you know we we can lock in one of those one of those top guys um, for whatever reason if they drop to maybe eleven or twelve. But outside of that scenario, then I agree. I mean, if if, if none of those guys are available at this point, we just gotta. I'd stack more picks and, and and just just seek seek elsewhere in, in the draft at that point, or even yeah, trading back, you know, a few spots, like mm-hmm. you know, to to get someone. But but yeah, fourteen is fourteen is a tough a tough pick, and you don't want to get um, stuck on the fact that we're fourteen for like you know this is one of our best picks we've had in a little while. So yeah, you don't get caught I, up I in that if, if the value isn't there. I would hate for them to sit there, and I know they've been they've been mocking Trent McDuffie. Uh, I think to, to be. Uh, Washington, out of Washington University, University of Washington, uh, to be on to be like the Ravens pick there, but I mean I haven't heard enough about him to be like is he? Is, they're like, is he is he better than Marlon Humphrey right there at that spot? Is he better yeah. than Marcus Peters at that spot? Because like you know Marcus Peters still you know going to be a big pack cap hit, but I'm like if he's not better than the guys that you're going to be if that you already have on the roster at, at pick 14 mm-hmm. as your first pick, yeah. I'm like it's just not worth it there. Like they're going to have yeah. to be a significant upgrade. I mean, yeah. for them to, to to be to pick there, still stay at fourteen to pick there, um, and like, sure. with all the picks you have later in the, in the draft, I think that what we saw this past season, the Ravens, I think, realized, and it's just not just this season, but I think what in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen they had a big injury bug as well. Um, they 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 don't have, they cannot, they can never not have enough offensive linemen or cornerbacks. Right. They right. <laughs> when they right. went into the season. Went into the season with the secondary being one of their strongest uh, <laughs> units in the league to being one of the worst units in the league just because of some effect. They just, everybody right. got hurt. Everybody Everyone got hurt. hurt. And we didn't have a pass rush on top of that. And so no pass like rush. Double right. <laughs> so, I mean, they, I think the Ravens may look at like, I know we could pick a guy at 14 and be cornerback, but, you know, if, you know, an interior lineman like Trayvon, Trayvon Walker or Jordan is there. And like in ten or eleven, yeah, let's go, Travis. See if we can go get him. At least try. Um, if not, then it's like, like, you know what? We have more value by just we need we need bodies right now. Right. Because right. I think this is, I think fans um, around the league, uh, I think get too too enamored by what can change right during the draft. What can change your team? And mm-hmm. you know, especially this draft, it's it really feels like. There's no, I don't see any generational talents out of this draft. Like even Aiden Hutchinson, they said, well, who may go number one? They're saying like, you know, if you look at his Ohio State tape, yeah, he flashed very well in the Ohio State game. You know, he played, he got like three sacks in that game or four spawn. He looked phenomenal. Uh, But I was looking at Michael Lombardi on the GM, GM Shuffle, his podcast. Uh, He was saying like, but if you look at the other tapes for him rest of the season, he disappeared. You said most Very games. Average. He yeah. was struck. He uses a lot of times trying to use his strength to get past guys. He doesn't really have pure pass 
rush moves. Like he's not like a he's not like a TJ Watt or anything or Miles Garrett where he can, you know, rip guys or do the swim move and stuff. Like he tries to use leverage to get guys to get through past guys. But they said mm-hmm. if you look at the other games he played in the Big Ten and stuff, like he disappeared a lot of games. You didn't really see him. You know. Yeah. So yeah. and then even Kayvon Fibber though, they're like he didn't really even play all of last year because I think he was what either he sat out, uh, was it twenty twenty because of COVID and um he didn't really play, I think, twenty twenty when he played like a couple games. But they're like, you know, we don't really know about him. Like, he's, is he going to be an elite guy? So this draft, I think, for Ravens fans especially, don't expect too much to change. I think the right. Ravens need to look at, again, the positions that they can get of value, the guys that can help out right now. Because uh, like we saw last year towards the end of the season when the Ravens, had, when they went 8-3, and three, I think the guys were just tired. You know, they, they ran out of so many bodies and guys had to be on the field, and Calais Campbell was out there longer than he had to. Uh, mm-hmm. If you get more value with guys later in the draft in the second and third round, if you get the line and stuff, still you can rotate. Better, yeah. You can rotate guys like them in and out and spell them a little bit more. I think that's what made the Ravens so successful for the first twenty years, is that it wasn't just the first line guys they had. They had guys in the second and third string that could come in for those pass rush downs or whatever, and right. make plays. That's right. what saved a lot of those first guys later in the games. What we saw last year, they couldn't close out a lot of games because they were just tired. They were gassed. Mm-hmm. They were they were beat up. They they didn't have a lot of rest because they couldn't go to anybody else. Guys were just hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's no depth. But, but yeah, no depth. Yeah. So I think for the Ravens right here, uh, this draft is definitely going to be more about adding depth, especially the cornerback and the, that offensive end and defensive line. Now. Um, I will say there seems to be from what I've been doing the I'm doing mocks and stuff myself, just seeing where the Ravens might be picking. There seems to be a lot of value in the mid rounds for the Ravens, third and fourth round. Uh, guys that either because they didn't play or they were behind somebody that was already on the roster that you know they flashed every when they did have a chance to either get the ball, or make plays, uh, but just didn't get a lot of a lot of burn, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be some rare value where guys that they develop well can turn into quality starters, if not stars, uh, for right. the Ravens. Now, if Mike McDonald coming in, coming off of uh, his – had a really good year at Michigan. I think they had the number two defense, the number one defense in the league last year in college football. Um, there's been intrigue now with – before before all this stuff, before this week, David Ajabo, before he was at Torres ACL or something at his pro day, was – he was going to be that pick, I think, at 14 for the Ravens. Mm. Mm. And he, I mean, of course, they, 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 they've interviewed him already. He, I mean, he played with Mike McDonald under him for two years there. So it's like he he knows the system, the system he'll bring in. And the Ravens really liked him. However, because of his his knee issue, they don't even know if he's going to, I mean, because he injured in his pro day, which was only like a month ago. I mean, he's, right. he, he's not going to so, be ready until, you know, midway yeah. through the season at this point. He's been mocked right now to be a third round draft pick. Do you think the Ravens should go ahead and draft him anyway and just go draft him? You know, they, they like him already. If they yeah. feel as though we can repair that knee well and we fix the issues we had before with the Ronnie Stanley issue and yeah. everybody else, if we can get that knee right. Well, well, that's the this is the problem. That's the thing. Uh, it's. We, we don't know what we fix well because all our guys coming back from these are coming back this year. So it's yeah, like we yeah. haven't really proven that 
you know i i mean it's 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 really just it's really just luck it, it's something that you can't really predict of, of how a guy's gonna return what, what was it uh he had, he had an acl injury he blew his ACL yeah he blew it towards acl yeah yeah i mean it's it's tough it's, it's kind of like one of those things it's like you know we were haunted by this all last season and and we're starting the new season drafting you know someone with an acl it's kind of like you know it's a great idea if it works out in the long run, and 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 if it doesn't work out, it's like you know you you kind of you kind of just lose out there. But I don't know. I mean, they were high on them before. Um, I think a lot is going to have to depend on what they do those first couple rounds. If he goes, if he drops to the third round, uh, if we get some really good picks in our in our first couple rounds, and then you know they're feeling good, maybe uh, I, w- I wouldn't be against it if they still pick them up but you know we're also still in win now mode as well especially mm-hmm. with Lamar the Lamar situation looming and we don't know if we'll have to tag them and you know we don't we don't know what's going on um with that situation so I just feel as though if there's someone else that can you know that they, that they think that they can produce you know right away or, and develop right away um they might have to go that route but I I don't think I'd be upset either way. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever they do, if, you know, if they don't, I mean, I'd be sick if he came back and he's he, he's a savage, um, yeah. you know, two two years from now or whatever the case may be. But you know, this is kind of like our, like you said, like we said earlier, this is one of the Costas, one of his more important drafts that he's going to have, and you know that, that you're pretty much not wasting a pick, but you know, for this year, you're going to put you're going to draft him, and he's he's not going to be able to help your football team this season. So, I don't. I don't know. At three, I just feel like it, it's it's kind of tough. You know that that that's a real tough spot to to be okay with that. Only seeing as though the uh, circumstances that the Ravens were in last year with injury and stuff already, just kind of like you, you just never know how those things are going to go. And and we don't really have the sample size yet to to feel good about it because you know we got three guys coming back from ACLs mm-hmm. uh, this season, and we don't even know how that's going to go. Like we're still drafting with, you know, knowing that in the background. Like, are we, are we assuming that everyone's going to be healthy? Like, we haven't seen Ronnie Stanley. You know, we we, we don't know. So all that stuff is still a factor. So it's kind of like piling on, you know, another knee injury. You know, going into the future, it's, it, I I would find it hard. Um, you know, that that's going to be a hard conversation with for them at the in the front office, but. Um, either way, whatever they decide, you know, I, I don't think I'd be upset. I'd just be, I, I'd just be hoping it works out pretty much. Like, yeah. I, I just don't know. Yeah, so right now, though. I mean, uh, Harbaugh just got a, his extension officially from the Ravens. So he's there until at least 2024. Um, and, uh, I mean, it clearly that's right now. <laughs> Greg Roman's going to be the OC <laughs> going into next season, this season. Um, I think that still has a lot of Ravens fans just I mean you're looking at right now with the firepower that Bengals have and they've loaded up now making some good free agent moves on offensive line they kind of fixed their issues um, the Steelers you know um, they got Mitchell Trubisky from what I've heard you know at, um, Matt Canada really likes Trubisky and can use I think open up more of the playbook that he did couldn't do with Ben Roethlisberger uh the Browns situation, even with Deshaun Watson, look, I, I'll tell people 
Rams fans all the time. They got all scared about Deshaun Watson. The Ravens aren't afraid of Deshaun Watson. They've beaten him several times in Houston and in Baltimore. I'm like, I am not afraid of Deshaun Watson. Um, And especially this season, because look, we don't even know his his situation is not even concluded yet. He still has these civil suits hanging out there. Um, Mm -hmm. He's still most likely going to face some kind of Suspension. Um, suspension from the league and everybody's talking at least eight games uh, right mm-hmm. now as of right now um, and you know don't let any information come out you know if any information comes out of these civil suits about his um, his uh, how he acted with these women um, that's going to be even a, a, a blacker eye for the league if they continue to try to let him play so I mean that's, that's, the Deshaun Watson stuff still has to play itself out and he hasn't played yeah. football almost two years so I mean yeah. it's that's gonna take some time, and he's going to a brand new system. Everybody's like, "No, this isn't this isn't Madden, where you can just plug mm-hmm. in guys and then you just play." Like it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, I mean, going into um, you know, you've seen guys that if they have current current cases outside of the NFL, where it's you know either being sued or criminal cases going on, that mm-hmm. stuff is in the back of your mind while you're playing. I mean, yeah, he could be like. I wanted a guaranteeing contract of this of uh, that two hundred thirty thirty million dollars because I'm going to pay half of that <laughs> in these mm-hmm. civil suits. <laughs> you know, right. I'm going to need all the money I can get so I can pay out these civil suits because they're going to be earmarked. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's going to be even if it's not all twenty two, it's going to be a few. There's going to be a few that he's going to have to probably settle out of court on. Um, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he's going to need the money for sure. Um, the league is, from what I've heard at the team owners' meetings, the league is not happy with what the Browns did <laughs> by giving Deshaun <laughs> Watson the guaranteed contract. Because oh, now, man. again, it's it ruins for at least owners and GMs yeah. ruins the market for court. Like you look at, I mean, it's it'd be one thing if this was a couple of years ago, but with guys certain like guys like Kirk Cousins and you know those mm-hmm. guys, like the mid-level quarterbacks getting deals. But now you're gonna have. Herbert coming up for a deal at some point. Joe Burrow's gonna be coming up for a deal. Lamar Jackson's up for a deal. Like there's gonna be the, this next this next generation of quarterbacks yeah. getting their first big deals. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna break <laughs> it's gonna break the bank for a lot of teams. Now, on that point, we've seen a lot of teams, especially the Rams, this salary cap, and I use that with air quotes because it's apparently not a real cap. <laughs> Um, for some odd reason, the Rams have been finding ways now. The Chargers and the Raiders <laughs> have been finding ways to find this money to make these moves. And yet we hear from uh, our GM, EDC, saying, you know, we have a cap. We like to stick to the cap. And he was like, you know, we 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 go over when we need to sometimes. And I remember one of the guys on the radio was like, they haven't gone over the cap in like they said eight years. Ever. But, yeah. <laughs> Damn near uh, so it's like the the, the, Ra- the Ravens like to stick to this cap situation while rest of the teams are like willing to pay the penalty, whatever that may be, uh, by going over to, to win. And we're like, we're yeah. seeing guys get picked up. And uh, has that deterred you a little bit from seeing other teams make moves that are in the same yeah. space the Ravens are in? The Chargers, the Raiders, uh, the Broncos, teams that are like right there. That mm-hmm. needed to make you need to make moves to go to that next level, making those moves while the Ravens are just like, all right, yeah. we'll get Les Campbell back, we'll slash Giants, Josh Bynes yeah. back. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's very uh I to be honest, I that that was very discouraging. I think I think the whole Bobby Wagner situation, I think that was probably the most discouraging. I mean, besides resigning Josh Bynes, we knew he was gonna yeah. do that. But but um the whole losing out on Bobby Wagner to the to the Super Bowl champions, like, come on now, like, 
how is it that they have more leverage to sign it? I mean, obviously, the given fact, you know, everyone wants to live in L.A. Everyone yeah. wants to, you know, that, that's just the dream job just based on where it's at. But, but yeah, like, the fact that we lose out on Bobby Wagner, like, that, to me, I, I thought that was just a given. When he said he was interested, I was like, oh, we're about to lock this up. Like, it's nothing. It's between us and, and, and the Rams. Like, oh, the Rams are good. They don't even need them. They're just, you know, they're just beefing them up, beefing up their roster. And we can't beat them out. Uh, yeah. I, I just don't see that. And and for that to be, you said because of the salary cap. Yeah, nah. I yeah. That that was kind of urging, especially you know on top of the whole uh, Darius Smith right after that. I mean, it's not really much they could have controlled on that. I think they gave him a fair deal. Um, but yeah, you you just want to see your team, um, especially in the off season. You want to see them be aggressive, and we kind of saw some of that with the whole Marcus Williams deal and everything like that. But the, the if it when it comes usually when it comes down to to Baltimore and and one other team, a lot of the times we kind of win those. Yeah, but yeah. it would it, it would have been better to see a player like you know Bobby Wagner, you know, because he you know he's a he's a he's a veteran. He, he's kind of like still in his prime almost, even though he's a little older. Like he's still kind of playing his best football. Yeah. So. You know, we would have felt a lot better going into the draft with him on our team. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I think that, um, and that's what that linebacking core seems to be missing, right? That veteran yeah. linebacker, guys like Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison, like kind of they're expected to come in and just kind of learn on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. the, it would have been nice to have Bobby Wagner there because he could have told those guys like Patrick Queen and them to like, don't over pursue this, let's do this. And in, in this situation, do this instead. Like, it would have been nice to have a guy like that in the middle of that being the signal caller right not having chuck clark be have the green dot you know right, <laughs> like right. and having somebody in the middle the middle linebacker the traditional green dot position on defense to, to be the con- captain of that defense and ravens are still kind of s- stuck in their situation right now and like you said like in years past if, if they came to baltimore they didn't leave if they yeah. came to baltimore we signed them. it may have taken right. a couple of days but they didn't leave baltimore you didn't hear about right. them getting on a plane going somewhere else they, used, they came here and the Ravens did what they had to do to make them make sure they stayed. Right. Um, but now we've seen the last couple of years, guys are, they're not enamored by Baltimore. The mystique is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. with Lamar here, like the mystique is gone. I think uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that guys are not really worried about where necessarily they play anymore. You know, it's like, I'm about to, I'm worried about my money. They're looking mm-hmm. about, they're really gonna, it's not about like, Oh, I want to play for this team, and they have a really good team mindset or a team. This I'm like, it's about money <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day. And the Ravens kept uh, have been banking off of you know we're the Ravens. We have a winning culture here and things mm-hmm. like that. And they're like, they don't that, that they ain't yeah. gonna fly. But so far with a lot of these guys now, and this new this new generation of football player, you you yeah. got to come with the dollar bills too. Like I love you have a good team, and I love to play for you, but uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna shortchange yeah. myself. Like, yeah, it's going to take it's going to take more than that. The, the the culture definitely, I believe, still gets them in the building, but yeah. it doesn't keep them there like it used to be, like it used yeah. to. Yeah, like like I think a lot of the, the guys that came and visited us, I think Lamar Jackson has a lot to do with it. You know, yeah. just playing with Lamar Jackson, that, that now that's getting guys in the building. But it, all in all, that's like like I said just now, like it's not going to keep you there. So culture is great. You know, we got Lamar Jackson. We did, you know. The team has a lot of promise, and everybody kind of knows what the team is, and everybody knows what our situation was last year with injuries. So people know you can win there, but like you said, man, it's about them dollars. 
if they're not talking money, then it is what it is. And we've been like great for so many years at being able to get guys to come here with less money. Like we've yeah. been able to do that. We've been able to sell the building without, um, you know, breaking the bank. So it's not going to work and it hasn't worked. And you know, yeah. we've, we've seen that the last few years. And if you can't, you know, sign well in free agency and stuff, you got to hit in the draft, right? And so, but lately the Ravens haven't. Like, when you look at when Yonder retired, they thought they had a guy in-house that could replace him. And I think half of those guys are now gone, either out of the league or on other teams. Um, it, it's that it, it hasn't really panned out. And now Ronnie Stanley, look, he's a good player, but, I mean, he's now had two knee surgeries on the same knee. Like, I mean, that's... I, I don't I can't if I'm the Ravens, I can't bank on that. And then they brought in Juwan James from um the the uh the Broncos, but he had what an Achilles injury. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you got somebody that big they're like they're more they're, they're they seem a little more a little bit more um uh was opti- optimistic about him because of he doesn't have to make any cuts or anything like that, you know, on the Achilles. He just kind of had to stand straight up and push guys, so they're a little bit more optimistic about it but any kind of leg injury on a guy that weighs over 300 pounds is going to be concerning yeah, so i mean absolutely. it's for his movement and stuff so they're banking again a lot of guys that have serious knee injuries serious injuries or just have you lost now you lost bradley bozeman to uh i forgot i forget can't remember who he went to um uh, but i know he signed for less one money year, he went out there year, trying to one get, year deal i think yeah one year deal for less like you could have yeah. signed him for that i'm like <laughs> I don't understand. I don't I really understand don't. why they didn't fight for him. Even if that if that was the case, they should have been like, "Oh, we can get you that, man." Like, don't and understand like, it. But he ended up leaving and signing us elsewhere. And like he's been, a, and he was another guy that they had to kind of rotate from like guard to play center. And now they're talking about, "Oh, we can put Patrick McCarry back at center." I'm like, he was the guy that almost got Lamar killed in the Bills game. Like, yep. <laughs> he was yep. a snapping it over his head and whatnot. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Like, we can't keep doing this. Uh, so now, look, there are some, still some guys available in free agency. Like they talk about J.C. Treader from who got released from the Browns. He's a, a veteran um, lineman, more of a, kind of a bridge kind of guy until they find a younger guy that can play that position. But he's a solid veteran. He plays center for the for the Browns for a number of years. He's still available, and they, a lot of people are saying that the Ravens should, after the draft, should go out and sign him if they don't get their guy that they feel, you know, in the draft um, there. Um, yeah. Now, but the other intriguing thing that just came up over the last 24 hours, obviously, Debo Samuel wants out oh, yeah. of San Francisco. Everybody on Twitter and all the other sports shows have said the Debo Samuel with the Ravens and how they run the ball would be dangerous, <laughs> extremely dangerous. Now, the big difference, the big difference with this is, see, Debo Samuel still on the contract with the 49ers they don't really have to get rid of him um Mm -hmm. and Debo's like I don't want to play running back anymore I want to just be strictly be a wide receiver which would kind of negate his value for the Ravens however he was a guy that the Ravens were looking at when when they were deciding between Hollywood Brown him AJ Brown they were all in the same draft um if they could if the value isn't there at 14 Right, they have the picks. Now they said the 49ers want a king's ransom for him, but if there's a real chance that he could hold out and not play, do you think the Ravens? I mean, now look, we we got Duvernay still, we got Prochet, we got Bateman, we still got Hollywood, but you know Hollywood 
as far as we know, hasn't been his fifth year option mm-hmm. has not been picked up. So right. that I think that says a lot right now for the Ravens. When they said that two months ago, like, oh, we, we want, you know, we want Brown for a fifth year. They haven't picked that fifth year option yet. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that would be valuable for the Ravens to go and possibly maybe trade and they want to sign him to a big deal, but trade and go get Debo Samuel? My, Miles, hear hear me clearly on this one. <laughs> <laughs> every every bad thing that I've said about the Ravens up to this point, what, 36 minutes or whatever? Yeah. I'll take it all back. And, and went out and got Debo. If they went out and got Debo, I'd be perfectly fine with that. I'm, I'm, I'm all for go grab Debo. I'm, I don't, I don't think they should cripple the organization and trade everything we got to go get him. Yeah. But if that opportunity presents itself, you know, we see ourselves giving up, you know, a few picks and uh, uh, maybe, maybe a player. I don't know. But if we figure out a way to go get him, I think it'll be perfectly fine. I mean, I think it'll be a good fit. I think him, I think him actually wanting to be a true receiver. That's a bad thing for the Ravens. Like I said, we we're not hurting at running back. Our running backs are coming back from injury, and you know, hopefully that works out. But we're not hurting for a running back right now. Um, receiver, you know, obviously Rashad Bateman is going to have a full season under his belt. Hopefully. And, you know, that that's looking good. But we still need, you know, I, I, to be a formidable offense, I still think you need three solid receivers. And Debo yeah. obviously will come in and, and immediately be a number one number one receiver. I mean, he, he's had 1,400 yards or over 1,400 yards last season. And his, that's like the first year he was healthy out of the first three seasons he's played. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't, I, I think him having a full season last year, you know, that kind of, was all I needed to see. I'm like, oh, he can finish out a year. Like that, that the value is there, and he's the best player on their on their team. I mean, in 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 the play a playoff team at that. So I don't know. I I'd be all for it. Um, like I said, I don't think we need to cripple ourselves in the draft. You know, like we're not. I don't, I don't say we give up like first like multiple first round picks and, and things of that sort. But I mean, look at it like this. I mean. Depending on this draft situation that we're in now, we, we can't even figure out what we want to do at 14. If anyone that we really want might not be there. I mean, if they if they are letting him go, maybe that 14th pick, not opposed to getting it. Because who are you going to yeah. draft better at 14 anyway? Right, exactly. Like, I mean, at, at his age. The Debo is what, only 25, I think? Yeah, yeah he's, he's only three years in a, in the league, so yeah. I think this might be his fourth. This is his fourth year, fourth season. Yeah, and he's coming off his, his health, his healthiest season, and he's coming off his best season. Yeah, you have a guy so, like right, like you don't have to develop him. Like he's he's in his prime now. Like he's yeah, he knows what he can do well. Um, and the, even if he doesn't want to play running back, I know like the Ravens, he could still run a few jet sweeps every now yeah, and then. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. That. we're still gonna do that. Yeah, we're yeah. still gonna do that. Um, for sure, just because but I think for him, like he wants to get paid like a wide receiver and not like a running yeah. back. That's the key yeah. for him. And and I completely understand that for him. I mean, career wise and yeah, for pay, like you gotta look out for you gotta look out for yourself. And um, and the NFL does not take care of running backs like they take care of wide receivers. So yeah, I completely understand that. And like I said, I don't think that's a bad thing for Baltimore. I think we need that anyway. If we if we can get a receiver that's producing fourteen hundred yards. I mean, Hollywood did get his thousand last year, and then combine that with Rashad Bateman, 
that would be a hell of a trio. I mean, oh yeah, that takes a lot of pressure off of Hollywood too, and he probably elevate his game because of it. So I mean, and this, I, I mean the red zone options that you would have, like you you have a guy like oh J.K. Dobbins, yeah. Debo Samuel, and Lamar Jackson back there in the and red zone, got, and you still got Andrews and Andrews. Like you, you can't defend who, who that. Who are you going to double? Yeah. <laughs> You want to double Andrews? Defending. You're going to double. You can't double Andrews and Debo, and and think that you know we're not going to you know figure out a way to score. Like is right to me. I, I've seen a whole bunch of articles and things like that, and they're just saying it's you know he wouldn't be a good fit in Baltimore for this reason and that reason. I I don't know. I don't think it's something that we need to overthink. I think it's just he 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 is what he is, and probably one of the best receivers in the league, and and he can do everything. So yeah. you know, even even when he's not doing anything on the field, he's still a decoy, and and he draws attention, and that's all we've ever needed was for someone to draw attention. I mean, Andrews had a hell of a year, but can you imagine if he wasn't double team the whole season? <laughs> like, yeah, that's that, that's the type of value he would bring to the team just just by stepping on the field. It it'd be worth it. So I I don't know, man. I I hope he stays disgruntled in San Fran. I hope that. You know, he cares a little bit about wanting to go to a team where he can win. And, you know, hopefully, you know, some of the recruiting from Lamar Jackson will, will kind of work. Uh, I think he tweeted out at him or something or, or made mention, mm-hmm. you know, like he always does <laughs> coming to Baltimore. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it, but, yeah. I, I think that I, I, the Ravens, I, I think that we've heard this, like, rhetoric coming out of uh, the castle saying, we like our guys, you know, we're not going to, you know, trade or move guys here and there. I'm like, they just cut Miles Boykin with last week. Mm-hmm. So finally, <laughs> I think yeah. we Ravens fans have been saying that for years. Like, if yeah. you're not going to use them, get rid of them. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, when you have a guy that then I know they, they said that they, they liked when they when uh, two years ago when they or three years ago when they drafted Hollywood, that they liked mm-hmm. Debo, they still went ahead with Hollywood. But uh, they like Debo, and with what he can what he can provide for that team, uh, you, I think the Ravens is like a situation where if a guy makes himself available, you you gotta go. You forget about hurt feelings, right? Forget about guys that have their feelings hurt or whatever like that. It's if something good becomes available like that, you gotta jump on as a team. You can't just yeah. sit there and God forbid, don't let him go somewhere else in the AFC. You know. <laughs> Somewhere else exactly. in the AFC, because they're not. You obviously know they're not going to trade him in the West or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he, if he goes to somewhere like if he went to like because right, also right now AJ Brown is pretty disgruntled in uh, with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he wants a new deal, but you yeah. know he tweeted out apparently I think last week that uh, I guess the local media is now trying to say he's a diva and he's not a good teammate oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh, they're yeah. trying to you know oh, slander yeah. him, you know. Uh, trying to trying to deter any anybody from trying to want to get him, and so he right. feels some type of way as well. So um, there's still some movement that can happen even after yeah. or before or during the draft. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I if be they're mad going, to, like you said, if they go at 14, I think the Ravens have to leave all options on the table. If yeah. if they think there's a guy that drops far enough to 10 or 11, they can trade and try to go get him. Maybe it doesn't work. If that doesn't happen, and the four ers are saying, hey. Like Alave is still on the board, or Garrett Wilson is still on the board, uh, Jamison Williams is still on the board, and they want a wide receiver. They may feel like Debo doesn't want to be there. Like, hey, the Ravens had to go and like you guys want Alave, or do like a trade kind of thing. We'll we'll draft Alave for you. You trade yeah. us Debo straight up, <laughs> you right. know. 
Like it's yeah. there's all options on the table. That stuff has it hasn't happened a lot lately, but that does happen. And I think yeah. it happens more in the NBA than it happens in football. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where they'll trade for a player knowing they're going to trade them to another team later. Um, mm-hmm. But look, if I think if look if Debo wants if Debo wants out, and you know that offense struggled last year. And you know Bateman's been working out with Lamar in the offseason, which is great. Uh, I'd like to get definitely get some get more time with Lamar, but Hollywood is coming up on possibly a contract. You don't know what you're going to do with him. Duvernay, the longer you, don't probably want out at some point. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to in the future for Lamar solidify. At least you're going to have Debo Samuel for five or six years and Bateman when he comes up. Yep. Like you're gonna have to have some for Lamar Jackson. If I'm telling, if I'm communicating with the cost and them, like, look, I'm gonna need you to get me at least two. You got Andrews, that's great, but I'm gonna need at least one other tight end and two outside guys. Right. I'm, I'm gonna need that for a solidify for the next five years. Like that's gonna those are gonna be my three targets right there. Yeah. Bateman, Debo, and Andrews, and then whoever the backup tight end is, that and there awesome. whoever slot yeah. slot receiver is. Yep. You got to give that to Lamar. I think Lamar has earned enough for that team and done enough for this team. I mean, you look at said before he got hurt, this team was a playoff team before he got hurt. They're a playoff team. Now, I don't think they yeah. would have done anything in the playoffs, but they would have made the playoffs. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Easily. Easily. They, they only needed to win, what, what, two more games, I think, out of that span, that last span. Yep. <laughs> uh, and if they had Lamar, they could have definitely won at least two of those. Um, yeah. They, they, I, the Ravens got to do if they go into this draft and they draft Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa or something, draft a center at four, if they stay at 14 and draft like, oh, I'm like, no, nah, I'm turning TV off. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Every Ravens fan is gonna, I was gonna riot. I'm sorry. Like, they, they, yeah. they, I think they're aware, like, we can't just sit at 14. We can't sit yeah. there. Like, even if we feel the guy may fall to 14, we can't just sit there. We, if we even have to trade a pick up or two picks up to 12 or something, we got to go get that guy if he falls. We got to go yeah. get him, you know? We just can't. I think the Ram Reals, we can't. There's not enough top tier, not top first round talent, mm-hmm. like change the team kind of talent after 10. It's just right. not there for the Ravens. And now the yeah. quarterbacks, Malik Willis and Matt Coral and uh, uh, Kenny Pickett, like these guys are, they're decent, but nobody, All the, a lot of the analysts are saying none of these guys are going to be, you know, franchise quarterbacks, you know? They're going to be bridge kind of players until the next draft. Until they or the next two drafts, so I mean, yeah. they're not looking. You're not going to get that run where guys are going to be jumping to get quarterbacks all of a sudden. If right. that was the case, we wouldn't have seen so many trades in the offseason of quarterbacks switching teams or quarterbacks getting this kind of money, right? Mm-hmm. If they were that confident in this draft of quarterbacks, they would have let those guys walk or whatever, go else, draft the guy at ten or eleven or whatever. They obviously the teams are not confident enough in this draft, this quarterback class, that these guys are going to take that team to the next level, or if not, go go be worse. Yeah. That's why I think they made so many trades at quarterback and signing these quarterbacks to these massive deals. Um, so there's there's going to be more running with these skill position players. So the Ravens are like, regardless of what happens, we cannot stay at 14. We either got to trade back or we got to trade up. Got to do something. Plain and simple. Got to get active. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping for the best this coming Thursday. Um. 
hopefully we'll see what maybe something happened before the draft who knows things have been thing weird things have happened weird maybe a tape happened, yeah. come out like the laramie tunsil tape with the with the with the gas mask <laughs> <laughs> with somebody and he drops like into the like the light like the pick oh, or forgot or about that. <laughs> <laughs> that man was a top five draft pick initially and the oh, gas man. mask thing came out what I think uh, 12 hours before the draft even started, the day of the draft, it was like the th- wow. that morning. And like he dropped from like the top five into like bottom 30. Yeah, like was, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. It, it was, it was nuts. It was one of the worst, it was one of the worst free falls price since Aaron Rodgers when and he would get drafted. And I think if that um, happened today, I don't think it would affect the stock at all. No, nah, yeah, I think it's a different day today. <laughs> I think it's a different day today. So I mean, you know, it, it, I think that would change. But, yeah, I'm hoping for you know something something to happen. I think the Ravens fans were, like you said, that Marcus Williams, uh, Marcus Williams uh, uh, haze that we were yeah. all feeling wore off pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, once we saw everybody else making moves, so <laughs> yeah. the, the Ravens got to do something. I think here um, within the next seven days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't have a press conference and say that. Don't be surprised if you see some moves in the next coming weeks, and then just resign Josh Barnes. Like I don't want to hear. Right. That. Right. Exactly. You made it <laughs> seem like I, I hated that. Like, oh, we're gonna make some moves. We're make some, like, really? Yeah. Josh yeah, Barnes yeah. wasn't not exactly you know fielding. Like he wasn't like being like marketing yeah. himself out there. He's probably sitting waiting for the Ravens to call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. Let me know. I mean, because because if y'all don't do it, then I'll retire and I'll be fine with. I'll just retire. Right. I'm good. I'm good elsewhere. Got I mean, my, otherwise, I'm good. Bowl. I'm cool. Yeah. Right. I'm good. Sure. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I mean the Ravens are gonna have to do more. Um, I think they owe they the season ticket holders. I think, like you said, I think that right now you want to wait until the draft to see what happens, right? To see what they're gonna add. Mm-hmm. But if there's there's not if there's not a lot of seems to be a lot of like okay, all right, I like what they did there, like what they like the guys they got or the moves they made either free agency after you know draft is over because that's gonna be the right. next wave. If they're going into training camp and fans are like. You know, season ticket holders are like, I don't know if I want to spend that money this year. Nah, I don't. Yeah. The Blue Birds will be out very quickly if this if if, if they don't make any moves <laughs> to, yep. to get things turned around. So, don't mess this up. Easy yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's the end of this show. Thanks, Trey, of course, for um, coming on, and uh, we'll do a we'll do an after draft show. Um, I may bring on uh, Travis. Um, to get his take as well um so we can kind of talk maybe we can celebrate or we can all cry together i don't know <laughs> one or the other <laughs> maybe it, it will be a therapy session or it'll be like a celebration who knows i don't know um but i'm hoping for the latter so um anyway thanks you guys for watching and we'll catch you guys later peace